Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Only Betty Believed by Leon Tyndall. It was a cold winter evening in a pioneer village on the western plains. Mother sat by the fireplace weeping bitterly. The next day would be Christmas, and there was nothing, absolutely nothing, for the children. She had hurried them off to bed early because she could not bear to hear their talk. The two boys wanted ice skates, and the little girl, Betty, who had lost interest in the rag dolls mother had made for her, asked for a big, beautiful doll. When they had said their prayers, Betty had insisted on asking for a doll for herself and ice skates for the boys. Then, with a radiant face, she had whispered, "'You know, Mama, I'm sure they'll be here early in the morning.'" Now sitting by the fire, Mother felt utterly discouraged. Her husband was a preacher, and his salary was too low to meet the family's needs. Much of the time, he was away traveling from one church to another. This winter promised to be unusually cold, and the family didn't have enough clothes to keep them warm. Mother had patched and repatched their garments. To make matters worse, the wind blew through cracks in the parlor floor, and the water in the well had frozen. In that pioneer community, the church members were kind and generous, but all of them were struggling for enough to live on. Early in life, Mother had been taught to take God at His word, and she thought she had learned the lesson well. Through many dark times, she had lived on God's promises, but now her faith had so weakened that she could not believe any more. That morning, her husband had been called to see a sick man. She had packed a piece of bread for his lunch. It was all they had. Then she had wrapped her plaid shawl around his neck and tried to whisper a Bible promise in his ear, but the words had died on her lips. I don't believe in the promises now, she had thought, and it seems mockery to quote them. As she gazed into the fire, her husband returned, cold and exhausted. He removed his boots, and the thin sock slipped off with them. His feet were red with cold. Her heart strangely hard, she burst out angrily, I wouldn't treat a dog this way, let alone a faithful servant. If God is a faithful master, why does he let us suffer like this? Let him prove his promise if he wants us to believe him. Then, looking at the despair in her husband's face, she realized that he had let go too. She fixed him a hot drink, and he sipped it without a word. Her soul was so full of rebellion that she wanted to meet God face to face and tell him of her complaints. An hour passed like this, and then suddenly she heard a sound of bells, a quick stop, and a loud knocking at the door. The preacher hurried to open it, and there stood Deacon White. "'A box came for you by express just before dark, Pastor,' the man said jovially. "'I brought it around as soon as I could. Reckoned it might be for Christmas. At any rate, you shall have it tonight. Here is some food my wife asked me to bring along, too.' He handed them a basket of potatoes, a bag of flour, eggs, fresh bread, and other goodies. The man kept talking while he brought in the box, and with a hearty, Good night, he drove away. Wordless, the preacher found a chisel and opened the box. First he drew out a thick red blanket, and underneath was clothing. At that moment it seemed to Mother as if Christ appeared and fastened on her a look of reproach. Father covered his face with his hands. I can't touch these gifts, he exclaimed. I haven't been true. God was testing me to see if I could hold on to faith, and I failed. I saw how you were suffering, and I had no words to comfort you. Don't take it to heart like this, mother said. 
I am to blame. I ought to have helped you. Together we will ask him to forgive us. I cannot talk now, dear, father said, and he went alone into another room. Mother knelt broken-hearted, and in an instant all the darkness and stubbornness of her heart rolled away. Jesus seemed to appear before her again, but this time he smiled and gently said, My daughter. Presently father came back, and together the two of them praised the Lord. By this time it was eleven p.m., and the fire burned low. Father placed some logs on it, mother lit another candle, and the two of them began to examine the new treasure. There was a warm overcoat. Mother made father try it on. It was the right size. She danced around him, and they laughed like foolish children. Next, they lifted out a cloak, and father insisted on seeing mother in it. They found a warm suit of clothes and three pairs of woolen socks for father. For mother, they discovered a dress and yards of flannel. They gasped with delight at each treasure, including a pair of Arctic overshoes for each of them. In one shoe, they found a slip of paper on which was written Moses' final blessing to Asher, one of the heads of the tribes of Israel. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Deuteronomy 33.25 In a pair of gloves, they found another note saying, I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Isaiah 41.13 They smiled when they located a suit of clothes for each of the boys and a little red dress for Betty. They took from the great box mittens, scarves, hoods, and a muff, and in the center they found a box containing a large wax doll. Both parents burst into tears of joy. There were more exclamations when they saw two pairs of skates. They also pulled out books for themselves and the children. Aprons, underclothing, knots of ribbon, sewing needles, buttons, and thread. They even found an envelope containing a $10 gold piece. By now it was past midnight, and the two parents felt exhausted with happiness. Mother made a hot drink and cut the loaf of bread, and father boiled some eggs. They drew the table close to the fire, and how they enjoyed that late supper. Then for a while they sat talking over their lives and of how sure a help God had always proved. The next morning the boys raised a shout when they saw the skates. Betty hugged her doll tightly without saying a word, then went to her room and knelt by the bed. When she came back, she whispered, I knew it would be here, Mama, but I wanted to thank God just the same. Then Father called Mother to the window, and they watched the boys skating with all their might. The family sent their most grateful thanks to the church in the east that had sent the box, and they thanked the Lord for many days. Hard times returned again and again, But the family trusted in God. After all, they had proved that they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Psalm 34.10 The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.